Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. You're in my office with me today. To be real, you're always in my office, just like at different points of my office. Today, you can see my nicely organized closet behind me on the YouTube video. And that is because I want to talk to you about working in corporate and some of my experiences and share my corporate review with you guys and talk about how. It is so important to be more accepting, to be more accommodating for people with chronic illness in the workplace, as well as strong achievers, and just tell you a little bit about my story. So we're going to hop right into it. I have been wanting to make this episode probably for at least six months now. When I was doing some reviews in my own company, I looked back in my emails to see if I could find any corporate reviews, and I found one from over a decade ago. So very, very beginning of my career in sales and in corporate. I'm not going to give you the exact dates or timelines or what company, um, because it it has nothing to do with the, the company itself or the manager or anything like that. It really is about how corporate as a whole is not created for people with chronic illness, And really, it is more so of, um, it is a place where it can be really hard to be a high achiever. And it's almost like sometimes those workplaces, if not managed correctly, can bring everybody down to the weakest link. I'm sure you've heard that saying before is the weakest link is, is whatever that saying is. Now I can't remember it, but like the weakest link is your strongest member of the team. And I feel like in my experience of corporate, that happens so much. It does not need to be the experience in corporate. I feel like, you know, it's improving. It was over a decade ago and things are getting better, but there's so much work that still needs to be done. This was a period of time where I was extremely ill. I'm talking in and out of the hospital. I'm talking couldn't walk. I'm talking illness attacks where like I couldn't go to work for, you know, periods of time. And it's going to really surprise you about what my review says. So I actually have the review right here in front of me and I'm going to share it with you. So there's going to be a little bit more reading in this episode than normal. I'm going to go through it with you. I've kind of highlighted a few different things. So this is a corporate review from a position I had where I was a salesperson. Sales is something that comes really natural to me because I like speaking to other human beings. Hello, this YouTube channel. But I I literally teach it in university now. I teach teach sales and strategies. It's something I I literally just did and knew how to do coming straight out of university or even while I was still in university working some jobs. So this was my position as a salesperson, but a very junior salesperson. I was working with people who had been at the company for years and years ahead of me. And I was promoted to a, a little bit of a higher position at this point. Okay. 
So this is a review that is a mid-year review. I'm going to read you some points of the mid-year review, and I'm going to read you the year-end review. So when I was promoted to this position of a salesperson, I came into a territory that was 40% to budget, 45% to budget. What that means is there is a every year sales com- or companies in general set budgets. And for salespeople, they set a budget typically 20% more than the person sold last year in and around that range. And then you get bonuses or commission or your evaluations based on where you hit percentage-wise to that budget that you were set. So you're expected to grow your territory around 20% every year. I came into a territory that was performing 45% to budget that was set to the prior year. It was not doing well. The last salesperson was very disliked. All of the customers just like had a bad feel for them. The reputation had really been tarnished. And I came in there to quote unquote repair it, okay? So the mid-year review was literally months after me coming into this territory. And I only stayed at this position for around eight months. So you'll be, it's interesting to read what happened in the mid-year and the year end. And after I read this to you and explain this to you, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more about what can be done, what I wish would have been different, and also a little bit my my experience and my opinions on it. So make sure you stay till the end. I'm going to start with the beginning is me just explaining me coming into the territory. So really, the exact thing that we're explaining is the sales numbers. And it says team member self-assessment. So this is what I wrote over a decade ago about being in this position at the very beginning. I came into the territory when it was sitting around 45%. The territory is currently suffering from layoffs. So the the place where I was in at the time, everything was going down. So people were spending less. Although I have not reached 100% to target, I have worked exceptionally hard in the market to improve the numbers. I have made a significant impact in the numbers from when I took on this role and it is evident in the numbers. And the manager's assessment at the time was sales and GM weighted performance is 88%. So I took the territory from 45% to 80%, 88%, almost 90% to budget, meaning I was hustling. My feet were to the ground. I was doing everything possible to increase those numbers. That's how I got paid and that's what I was good at, right? Uh, It said strong growth and it just says strong growth. And then... I'm not going to read every single detail for you because there's other, you know, specifics that the company wanted us to meet and to to exceed, etc. There were things that they wanted me to sell that I wasn't able to sell in that territory because it's hard to explain with the company, but essentially the team wasn't doing and wasn't capable to do what they wanted me to sell. So there's a little bit of that going on in here. So my manager's assessment to the company's core values, I'm not going to read mine because it just really says like I've worked really hard to overcome obstacles, to overcome the team's, you know, the lack of capabilities within the company, etc. And this is what the manager wrote. Natalie continues to establish relationships with customers and has the ability to keep customers loyal even in the face of adversity from other aspects of the business. This is a testament to the work she does for her customers and how they feel she supports their business. I think Natalie has come a long way in understanding that she is a leader in her territory and in her market. Because of this, Natalie is improving her leadership skills, which will help the team function in a more positive way in the future. Natalie still needs to be aware of how she can affect other people around her. It is very important to keep a brave... Listen to this. Let me repeat this, okay? It is very important to keep a brave face and kill with kindness as much as possible. 
I am very proud of what Natalie has been able to accomplish in this area in the year X. There is no question Natalie has drive and is willing to do what it takes to win business, but we need to develop a strong plan so that we can prioritize initiatives and customers more effectively in year X by building a strong plan. So I I wanted to highlight that because the the rest of it's going to be quite interesting. I'm not reading this review actually to toot my own horn, so I want to make sure that that's clear. It's actually to really highlight some issues in corporate that need to be addressed and that are evident here in this review and that were blatant to me when I was reading this. So if you heard me there, it's literally saying Natalie needs to keep a brave face in face of adversity. This is a performance review to see if I've hit the numbers and the expectations. My results are meets some expectations, consistently meets expectations, sometimes meets expectations. So because I wasn't able to hit the numbers they were expecting me to hit because the company wasn't set up to be able to sell the things that I was supposed to sell, my review was less than good. And in the review, the writing itself, so the numbers of the review wasn't good, but in the writing itself, it says, I need to keep a brave face in adversity. Meaning, just because I'm not getting paid what I'm expected to get paid, and because I'm not able to sell even though the clients want it, I have to keep a brave face. So let's move on to what I wrote in the mid-year assessment, okay? I feel that although there have been many obstacles in my way over the last few months in this role that I have built strong relationships with my customers and have worked through struggles, I have learned a lot from the last few months and am looking forward to the next half of the year. I want to reiterate that I loved this position. I really did. And I am still close to some of the people that I worked with or that I actually sold to some of my customers from back then. The other, you know, like other companies and things, I'm trying to keep it vague as possible, but I loved that position and I still get asked about it. I still have communications and connections and it was over a decade ago. So I really did love this role and I was working really hard. I was going and calling and going out to businesses way more than expectations. And here is what my manager wrote. There is no doubt that Natalie is a hard worker, and keep in mind that this is the mid-year review. I'm going to read the year-end one right away, too. There is no doubt that Natalie is a hard worker, and it shows in the progress she has been able to make in her territory in such a short amount of time. Her focus on strategic selling and building relationships with customers is a huge asset to the growth as a salesperson. Natalie does a great job at leveraging relationships within the organization to help her drive results. Her work ethic and determination are great to see. She is a true go-getter on the team. Natalie does at times need to balance her aspirations for success with the capabilities of her team and herself. It is great to see her enthusiasm and dedication to growing the business. We just need to balance that with the time and resources that are available to the team. Sometimes when we take on too much, we can burn out and get frustrated when others can't keep up. Natalie needs to focus on balance in her world, and when she does, she will see the benefits for herself and her team. So if you're realizing what this says, my results were meets some expectations. So it's literally, the it's a one out of five. My results were a two for this annual review or this mid-year review. And in it, it's saying that I work too hard and that I set my expectations too high and that I need to balance my life so that I can see better results. Yet my numbers weren't hitting because I wasn't able to sell what I needed to sell because of the way everything was set up. Do we see a problem in that? 
I do, I see a little bit of a problem in that. Keep in mind, I was in my very early 20s, like, you know, first year of my 20s or second year. And I was so eager. I was with my now husband, like we had a life to build. I really wanted to make commission and money. So my whole world was this job. And here I was being told, you did not meet expectations, yet you're trying too hard. I want to actually say that I loved this manager. They are phenomenal. They were a phenomenal manager. No shade to them whatsoever. Actually, I believe they were doing their best to, you know, kind of manage top and manage bottom in this situation where they had to answer the numbers and they had to put the numbers on there, but they also had to give feedback. So they did the best they could, but it is, you know, it really does show you what's going on in the corporate world, why so many people are turning to entrepreneurship and the great recession and the great resignation is happening because of things like this. Let me read my final year end review. So for year end, I got meets some expectations and consistently meets expectations. I took the suggestions from my mid-year performance evaluation and made a point to think of various ways to improve. I made sure to set goals for myself in various aspects of this role so that I would be able to learn and grow and be happy with my year-end performance evaluation. The main goal for me was people. I saw that although I was doing a good job, there were some areas where I could improve. It was my goal to strengthen relationships with both people inside and outside of my team. I feel I have done a great job in fulfilling this goal. I have managed to become a leader within my team and make significant connections with other areas of the company, as well as other companies we work with. I also have become a go-to person for many of my customers. I stayed true to myself, consistently being positive and overcoming whatever obstacles were thrown in my way. I have uncovered great opportunities and brought solutions to customers they would have otherwise not known about. I made a point to change the way that the company was viewed in this territory and to think outside of the box when solutions were needed that were specific to here. I feel I have done a very great job this year. So to give a little bit more context, where I came into this position where I got this promotion, eventually I had someone that was um, maybe in a parallel role to me or a little bit higher up that I worked with very consistently that ended up being let go. I don't know if they ended up leaving the company or they were let go, but they were let, you know, the whole situation happened, the conversation with them and they left the company one way or another because of how they were treating me. So they weren't my direct manager. But they had influence on what I had to do on a day-to-day basis, and it was extremely sexist, it was extremely ageist, and there was no consideration to my chronic illness. So I was expected to load insane boxes into trucks, literally just do things. I'm not even going to get into it, but I had to do so much above and beyond what was minutely considered of my position as a salesperson. Eventually, I had to get upper management involved. Like it wasn't just these little things where the company wasn't set up to sell these small things. It was massive situations where I remember bawling my eyes out in that person's office saying like, number one, why are you treating me like this? Number two, what is going on here? Like number three, like I was in my early 20s just being so incredibly disrespected, which really was fortunately a common thread throughout my corporate life with, let's just say it and be real, it it always was. A man in his 60s-ish 
who felt threatened by my tenacity and my drive and my position. Every single corporate company I worked for, there was at least one that was causing some issues, either talking negatively about me, talking negatively directly to me, causing issues with other teammates, upper management. And there was not one time where I played into their, their, um, I don't know, their, their, what's the word I'm looking for? Immaturity? Other than at the very beginning of my career in this person's office, I believe they were actually younger than 60, this one. But this this was the first and only time one of these men made me cry. And it was out of anger and frustration. If you know, you know, where you're just so angry, so upset, so unheard, so frustrated that you all you can do is cry. It was the first time, but it wasn't the last time that I was disrespected. I really just learned how to manage that throughout my corporate career and do it in a politically correct way, wherein like some of the last positions I had, I literally had HR managers coming up to me and asking me like what they would want me to do about this person because other management, high up management have seen how they've been treating me like there were insane situations and I, I do attribute it all and I, I'm not even just making it up. I attribute it all to my tenacity within the company because I would come in this young woman and go above and beyond expectations. I sold my bum off because I love my job. I don't work a job that I don't like. I never had a corporate, there may be one or two, but I never had a corporate position that I started and was like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm just doing this for money. I loved what I did in the corporate world. And so this performance review I'm reading for you is really just a snippet of what I went through over, I went, I was in corporate for, I think about a a little bit over a decade, a decade-ish. And I went through it no matter what position I was, no matter where I was in the country or in the world, because I had positions across the world. It was the same here as it was in London, as it was in France, as it was in, you know, Western Canada. Like there was always issues as it was in the States, like there was always different situations where men decades older than me were threatened by my tenacity. Thankfully, that wasn't the case in this performance review about the the manager who's writing this, but it had something to do with the team, which is why I wasn't able to meet the expectations of myself because to do that, I had to rely on other team members, which unfortunately weren't doing what was necessary at the time. Okay, so now I'm going to read to you my manager's year-end assessment, okay? I am very happy, and keep in mind, I did not meet expectations, okay? there. I'll, I'll read to you what meet expectations is, their criteria of that later, and it's going to blow your mind, but I did not meet expectations. I am very happy with what Natalie has been able to accomplish in this year, with her customers outside of the team and her customers within the team. So he he's just mentioning, you know, the, the team members that I'm working with. She has grown both personally and professionally. Our biggest opportunity in the next year is to build a strong plan targeting customers for X and X. Two things that weren't very possible where I was working at the time because of the team. And most importantly, new business. The success of the plan will need the full backing and cooperation of the team to make sure we are all on the same page and set up for success. We will also need a strong commitment to communication in the team to ensure that all team members are on the same page and so that we are set up for success in the market. So again, this is a situation where I was sick, incredibly sick, like in the hospital, lots just like 
completely my iron was so low I was getting infusions multiple days like it was bad I ended up actually moving back home because of how sick I was and going into the VP of the full company's office and breaking down and crying and saying like I love this position I love this job I've done so much to bring this territory up to the numbers that I have and I don't know what to do and that person will forever be in my heart. He literally said, your health and your family are more important. You need to leave this job and go back home. So I, I hope that's not coming across like I'm being negative about this company or corporate at all. I just want to highlight some conversations that aren't being had for people like myself who are incredibly driven and also who are sick. So I was very sick, but because I was so driven, the team members around me used that against me, not only in this position, but in multiple positions throughout corporate. I was like, I'm not even get into it. But I mean, why not? I was literally let go because someone new came into a different company, not this one, and judged me for how ill I was at the time. I should have taken it to human rights or whatever, but I didn't. And it's just like, it boggles my mind now as a business owner with employees to think like, how lucky they were to have someone who really wanted to build their company, who was so eager to learn, who was so eager to go out there and, you know, put their feet to pavement and how like unfair it was the way that I was treated. So I was so sick in this situation and in others. And I would have team members like tattling on me saying that I spent all the time in the bathroom. Yeah, I did. But guess what I was doing in there? Still working. But I was also extremely sick with Crohn's disease. I would have people say like just the most there were times where there was rumors of going around the office that I was pregnant and like gonna have a baby right away because I was so bloated and they were telling my customers things like like it's just like you would think that the stories I'm telling are about high school but they're not they are about corporate and it's important for leaders and CEOs and C-suite executives to know that things like this are going on so that they can make the change top up. There's no change happening bottom up in corporations or in corporate. It's important to have systems, strategies, and, and you know, fail safes in place so that people with chronic illness can have a safe work environment, but also so that your top performers, so that the people who want to work as hard as they can for you aren't getting burnt out and aren't getting told in performance reviews that they're not meeting expectations because they need to balance out their life and they need to lower their expectations and watch how high they're striving. Like that's not going to bring any companies up. And I can guarantee this is happening still because I know it is. I still, you know, I speak to people in corporate and, and this isn't just in corporate. This can happen in small teams as well. The weakest link really is the driver of the morale in that company. And so it's important for us as previous workers and for entrepreneurs to highlight these situations so that we can be the change that we need to see in the workplace. So I'm going to put the, or I will read to you what meets some expectation here means, which is what I got mid-year. And then I believe I got consistently meets. So there's does not meet expectations, which team member displays an unsatisfactory level of performance. There's meets some expectations, which is the one I got most. Team member fulfills few expectations in the achievement of business goals and results and does not consistently demonstrate the performance drivers. Improvement is necessary as the team member's performance is varied. So 
although everywhere in my review it was saying how great I was working and how everything was, you could see how hard I was working, that is the results that I was getting, as well as team member fulfills expectations in the achievement of business goals and consistently demonstrates the performance drivers and then exceeds expectations and far exceeds expectations is what you think they were. So here are my thoughts. My thoughts are that it is normal for companies to have people who are, you know, a weaker link, to have situations where it is the reason we need HR, right? What needs to happen is these conversations need to be had in the workplace. There needs to be talks about this in the yearly meetings that they have. There needs to be emails sent out about this. There needs to be communication top level going down throughout the company that number one, that there are, you know, accommodations for people who are chronically ill, that there is a place for them to reach out to if they need something or maybe if they're being harassed. And management needs to have a way to reward or to acknowledge people who are doing phenomenal and trying really hard and, you know, stepping up to the plate and maybe aren't reaching the numbers set in place by companies because of other situations, right? Something that needs to be more at the forefront of companies' minds is giving a pat on the back to their employees. There were so many times where I heard like all my manager ever does was just tells me how horrible I am or all the mistakes I made and never, you know, gives me a pat on the back from when I started in in the workplace to now. I still, I as a CEO can struggle with this and I have a space in our weekly meetings to give shout outs and I do my best to give shout outs. But as a manager, as someone at the, you know, top of a company, what you're dealing with is typically a bunch of fires to put out. It's a bunch of issues. Maybe it's burnout. It's, you know, there's not a lot of congratulations ever given to the CEO. Like it just doesn't happen, right? Where employees are like, wow, great job. I mean, sometimes I do get that here because I have a wonderful company at SNS, but it's not common for management and upper C-suite and especially in corporations to get a lot of praise from the employees. So you're feeling quite negative and it's like, hey, let's how, how do we grow this business? What do we do better? How can we improve our employees? Blah, 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 blah. What gets forgotten is that they are humans too. And they are working really hard too. And you have some A players on that team and they need to feel appreciated. You will be surprised what a team can do when they feel appreciated, when they feel like they are seen. Like if this performance review said, Natalie is working so incredibly hard. Everything she is doing is phenomenal for the company. She has got some incredible obstacles in place in front of her, but we're doing everything we can to remove them. Keep it up, Natalie. You weren't able to hit the numbers, but we can see how hard you're trying. Do you know how different I would have reacted? I I might have stayed in that company. I might have stayed in that position. Instead, I left after the eight or so months that I was there and the person after me got to reap the benefits of the territory being 150% to budget the following year because of how quickly I grew everything and all the new customers I brought. And I'm not even joking. They made probably high six figures or if not multiple six figures where I maybe made 50 to 60,000 that year. So like, 
I was burnt, but I left because of how I felt and how I was treated. The finances, which I knew were coming, weren't as important. And this is why we are having the great resignation. This is why so many people are moving to entrepreneurship. This is why it is so impossible to hire people nowadays because most companies forget to, you know, always give praise to their employees. Most corporations will have some kind of like the top person of the year or the top salesperson or the top this, but that's all typically based on numbers which numbers are great, but they are also, you can fall into luck. You can fall into the way the territory is assigned or the way this or the way that. It's not the people that are typically busting their bums off on a day-to-day basis to make sure that everything's flowing smoothly for this company that, you know, isn't theirs. So that's what I believe. That's what I think. It's nobody's fault in general, but it's a change that needs to happen in corporate overall. People can be sick and successful in corporations, but they need more support. And I am here to talk about that. So if you have any questions, if you want to maybe share your experience with me, if you want to tell me what you feel about this topic, or if you know a company that maybe needs a speaker, I would love to talk about this. I have a full talk, not this YouTube video, but in general about being sick and successful in the workplace and what corporations need to do and the adjustments that they can make and their employees can make so that everyone is happy, enjoying their workplace environment, enjoying their position, and ultimately stays for a long, long time. So that's it for me today. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner. Mm-hmm.